0: good afternoon sports world what is happening chris dell here from go baller ffs and the family feud sports podcast here to bring you our weekly quick picks podcast first time in a while we're doing our quick picks we did it every single week during the nfl season now here to do it for the Sweet 16 and college basketball. A little bit more March Madness breakdown and insight before the games this weekend. And by the end of Sunday, we will have a Final Four officially sitting here with the Godfather, Mr. Allen Dell. Without further ado, jumping into things, we're going to go in order of tonight's Thursday night's games, as well as tomorrow's Friday night games, give give you our final scores, our final picks against the spread. And without further ado, like I said, Mr. Allen Dell, Nevada versus University of Loyola, Chicago. Two of the probably biggest underdogs left in the tournament battling it out in the Sweet 16. Nevada, Wolfpack, one and a half point favorites in this game. What say you?
1: Well, if you're a fan of basketball, you've got to love this game. I mean, you got Loyola inspired by 98-year-old Sister Jean, the most well-known nun in this part of the world. Uh, Nuns
0: trending on Twitter, man. Yeah,
1: and then you got the king of the comebacks, Nevada. 22 points last time in a victory and, 14, and another 14-point comeback. So you got everything there and uh, Eric Musselman's daughter is an 8-year-old inspired cheerleader too. So th- this is an excitement game. Loyola's won uh, two games by a combined three points. And I like that magic continuing. Who's going to bet against a 98-year-old nun who's rocking and rolling two years short of hitting the century mark? So I like Loyola. I think they're going to eke out another one 70 to 68
0: all right so high high scoring game there for Loyola the Loyola this is a team that's won both their games by 63 62 and 64 62 I'm going to have them for the third straight game, limiting their opponent to 62 points, because why the hell not? 65-62 in Loyola, Chicago. Ride the defense. This team, looking at the stat line, has five players averaging double-figure scoring, led by Clayton Custer, who just sounds like an Elite 8 Final four underdog player to keep your eye on. You love the alliteration there. This guy's shooting 46% from three. I say they get it done again and maybe don't need the last second shot to win this game for once in a while for them. Let's move on to the next game. Two powerhouse big major school programs, Michigan versus Texas A&M. Michigan's needed maybe the most luck outside of Loyola Chicago in this entire tournament with the buzzer beater against Houston in the second round. Michigan Wolverines favored by three. Your boy, uh, your, your boy John Beeline. Is he gonna get it done? What say you in this game, Mr. Allendale? Yeah,
1: I think Michigan and the Big Ten are overrated. Uh, see what happened to our our great team from the from the north, Michigan State. Uh, I, I like A and M in this game, and I think Michigan used up all its luck in that miracle miracle toss, discus throw, whatever you want to call it, that went in at the buzzer. Uh, and look what A&M did to the great North or very good North Carolina team, eighty-six to sixty-five. They romped over them. So I, I'm, I think, A&M is underrated and underappreciated. And the luck's going to run out for a Michigan from the overrated Big Ten. And I like AM winning this game 75-70.
0: to I'd love to debate you on that one, but I pretty much can't. You've seen the way Texas A&M's played. They played a damn good Providence team in the first round. Providence hung with them. And I had Providence winning a few games. It seems like I picked the wrong team on that side of that matchup. Texas a was absolutely dominant in their win over North Carolina. Completely blew out and routed the defending champions. They've got a six-foot-ten forward slash center Robert Williams. And you talk about... Three things in the in this tournament that always prevails. It's guard play slash senior leadership. It's rebounding and it's coaching. Give the rebounding edge to Texas A&M as they've had. This team's got a lot of big athletic players. I think that they might just be the better team talent-wise against Michigan. I think the Big Ten is overrated as well. I got Texas A&M 74, Michigan 70. Texas A&M advances for back-to-back underdog wins on the night. And let's get into one of the first night games, Kansas State- win their recent win over the University of Maryland-Baltimore County Retrievers against Kentucky, your boy Coach Calipari, the Kentucky Wildcats' five-point favorites in this game. What say you on this one?
1: Yeah, this, this is an intera- another interesting game. Uh, I, I'm really impressed by Kentucky, the two wins they've had. have, re- have They've showed so much poise, something they hadn't shown in the previous seasons. Uh, then some people say they had an easy schedule. They beat Murray State, and they beat over, overrated Buffalo, who tore apart uh, – a poorly coached Arizona team. I, I think right now, Kentucky has the best point guard in, in the, in the tournament and Alexander. And of course they have Kevin Knox again, they're playing, they're shooting 40% from the field. Uh, and their, their defenses really look good. And, and, and Calipari, who I never thought has been a great coach so far has his team in a good mood, poised. Can they stay poised? Cause they're young, but I, I think they got enough to win this one. Um, uh, and I'll,
0: I'll go with them, 78-72. All right there. Looks like, looks like we're three for three in our picks. Man, I, I got Kentucky winning this game. I think this is the easiest game to pick of, of the first two days in the, in the Sweet 16 leading into the Elite Eight. So tonight's game, tomorrow night's game, Friday night. Um, you, you said it, man. Shy Gilgis-Alexander might be the best guard in the country. Guys averaging 22 points, six and a half assists, almost six rebounds, and over two steals a game in the tournament alone. You talk about Calipari's coaching. Let me give you this stat. Kentucky 6-0 in Sweet 16 games under Coach Calipari. They've won eight straight Sweet 16 games overall. Doesn't seem like that's coming to an end now. Against a Kansas State team, that's lucked out in a sense that they played a number 16 seed in the second round. I like Bruce Weber as a head coach. Don't get me wrong. I think they're a good team, not a great team. And they played Creighton in the first round. A lot of people said Creighton was the most overrated seed in the entire... Overseeded team in the entire tournament, so... Kansas State's first true test. Kentucky, I think they've had stronger tests in the first two rounds against Buffalo and Davidson, let alone against Kansas State. So we'll see about that. Coach Calipari telling his guys not to drink the poison. Everyone's saying that they have the easiest road to the Final Four, not trying to have his young guys fall for that one. I got Kentucky winning this game fairly easily, maybe a little close down the stretch. Kentucky 79, Kansas State 71 into our final nightcap game of the night. Gonzaga. The Bulldogs, six-point favorites against your boy Leonard Hamilton in the Florida State Seminoles. Any Willie Taggart magic coming to the Florida State Seminoles way tonight? Who you got in that one, man? Yeah,
1: Willie Taggart, to do-something guy. Uh,
0: New football coach of Florida State, Willie Taggart, former USF coach. What yeah, you got in this one?
1: Well, this is a, another hard one to, to pick. Florida State's big. They're athletic. They average 5.2 blocks per game, which is in the top 17 in the nation. They have two seven-footers uh they they beat a xavier the another poorly coached team i think yeah that's what led to them. i mean they, uh florida state finished nine nine in the acc so they weren't uh, anything great to worry about but they do have that size they do have that athleticism and really they don't have a a, a star and that's probably good for them they're balanced offensively they have nine players averaging between 6.6 and 12.9 nine points a game xavier is a hard team to figure uh They needed a clutch three-pointer from Zach Nervell to finally put away UNC Greensboro, folks. That's UNC Greensboro. So you don't know, but each game is a separate entity. It's hard to tell. Uh, Can Gonzaga continue the magic, and will they be able to overcome FSU's height and athleticism? I say yes. I see Gonzaga winning 76-71.
0: All right, so you got Gonzaga winning that game, but not covering the spread in that one. I'll tell you what, man, Gonzaga is a team that you mentioned the the eking out a win in the first round against UNC Greensboro, and then the second round beating, I think, uh, an overrated uh, Big Ten school in Ohio State to say the least, right there. I think this is going to be Gonzaga's toughest game in the tournament. I think Florida State's hot. They're an ACC team that's been battle-tested throughout the season. They've had a much stronger schedule than Gonzaga's had this year. I think Florida State, the athleticism, I think the magic from beating the one seed. I think that momentum carries them in this game. I think Florida State's going to pull off the biggest upset of the night tonight on Thursday and make it to the Elite Eight. Florida State, 68 gonzaga 63 that wraps it up for thursday night's game we're going to break down our next four for friday night leading up to the elite eight this weekend here on go baller ffs we'll be right back back here on go baller ffs where two lifelong sports writers also father and son intensely debate the week's hottest sports news Going on to the rest of our Sweet 16 Quick Picks podcast, looking at Friday night's Sweet 16 matchups. Kansas, the Jayhawks, one of the only number one seeds left besides Villanova, playing Clemson, the Tigers, and ACC school. Coming off a walloping of Auburn in the second round, Kansas Jayhawks favored by five points in this game. To me, this is one of the easiest ones to call for the first two ga- first two days of the Sweet 16. But I'm gonna let you take it first, Mr. Allendale. What you got in this one, Kansas, Clemson? Yeah.
1: Yeah. The big talk around this game is no one knows the name of the uh, the Clemson coach because uh, he just doesn't. He's not in the same market, so to speak, as Coach K and the others. His name is Brad Brunel, I guess. Uh, and the other question is, who was Clemson beat? Yeah, they beat an Auburn team that was probably overrated to begin with. They held them to 25 percent shooting uh, i i like kansas i think kansas i know they have not had great success recently in getting to the final four but but i like the weapons they have they shoot well from uh three-point line uh 40 per, uh they're averaging 10 three-point makes per game that's a lot and they're shooting 40.3 percent from that range so you gotta like that i think bill self has enough in-house to get by this opponent, which maybe is a little bit overrated. Clemson uh, not a well-known, not for basketball anyway. So I'm going to go with Clemson, uh, excuse me, Kansas, say 8176.
0: All right, so it looks like you got to push on that one. Kansas favored by five overall. I think Kansas easily covers the spread in this game. I think Clemson had a tough Auburn opponent who's who's had injuries all year long. Clemson lost one of their main players, if not best player, earlier in the season, so it's commendable they've made it this far. But beating New Mexico State, beating a banged-up Auburn team, uh, that doesn't impress me too much. As you, you get it done, you get it done, and I give you props for getting to the Sweet 16, but I think Kansas takes care of this one. Double-digit win, Kansas 84, Clemson 72. Devontae Graham, I think, has a big game in this one for Kansas and gets them to the Elite Eight. Uh, moving on to the next game, West Virginia, your boy Bob Huggy, Huggy Bear, placed in Villanova, the other number one seed in this tournament. Villanova favored by five points. I thought the spread might actually be a little bit bigger in this one, West Virginia's been a team that's been up and down in the rankings all season long. They were in the top five, top ten for a while. Then they slipped out of the rankings altogether. Then they wound up somewhere kind of in the middle of things. But uh, to talk about a team that hasn't really had to play too much uh, uh, competition in the first two rounds. I mean, they beat Murray State and beat Marshall. So they have yet to play a major conference school leading up until this point. Might be getting the best major conference school in the entire tournament, a team that won the championship outright two years ago. What you got in this game, Mr. Allendale?
1: Yeah, well, I don't know who Villanova's beating either, but, uh, okay, this is an upset alert game for me. My man, Bob Huggins, uh, one of the best coaches in the country. He doesn't have the great elite talent that a lot of other major programs have, but he's got that full-court press. It drives teams crazy. What I think is going to happen in this game, they're going to use their press. They'll get a few turnovers, but the question is, can – they're going to leave some of Villanova's shooters open, and can Villanova knock down those? Threes? If they can knock down those threes, that's going to be a long night for the Mountaineers because then that press it nullifies that press, and it may even force the Mountaineers to take it off. So that that's a key thing. The Mountaineers are going to press. They'll get some turnovers, but can Villanova knock down the three? And they're going to have some wide open shooters, and that's what it's going to be all about. There's something about this West Virginia team, inspired by Javon Carter. Who, Huggy Bear found at an AAU game in Orlando when he was uh, going crazy garden guys full court, if you know the story, in an AAU game while his teammates were half asleep at an 8 o'clock game in the morning. There's something about this West Virginia, West Virginia team. They don't have Sister Jean, but they got Bob Huggins and Javon Carter. And I'm calling this is my upset game of the, of the Sweet 16. I like the Mountaineers to win this one, 85-80.
0: Ooh, man, high-scoring game for the Mountaineers. They've scored 85 and 94, respectively, in their first two games. So why, why not in the Sweet 16? I, I want to see West Virginia win. You know me, I pull for the underdog whenever I can. I, I just realistically can't see this West Virginia team who struggled against better competition a lot this season – I think Villanova overwhelms them. I think West Virginia keeps it close. I see Villanova covering the spread. 76 for Villanova, 70. For West Virginia and just a quick note before we move on to the next game I think Javon Carter is the best guard in this game I think he's better than Jalen Brunson I think on both sides of the ball offense and defense however I think Villanova has more firepower outside of their main guard they've got Mikhail Bridges they've got more talent around the offensive side they can shoot the ball better like you said if they break the press they'll be able to hit down those threes unlike Murray State unlike Marshall I think this is going to be obviously the biggest test and and, and look Villanova th- these two teams alone Villanova, they beat Alabama by by a wide margin in the second round. Villanova's won both of their NCAA tournament games by 49 points combined. West Virginia's won both their games by 40 points combined. So something's got to give in this one. I think the team's put up a lot of points in the second half. I think it might be more of a grinded-out first half, but it's going to be a great game nonetheless. How about what I think is going to be the best game of the Sweet 16? Moving on to the next one, Syracuse, your boy, Coach Beheim, my boy, with the zone defense going up against the Clone Zone squad, the Duke Blue Devils, the team that's trying to play Boeheim's zone defense and Coach Krzyzewski. Man, this spread to me is way too high. If you want to throw down some money on the line, Duke Blue Devils favored by and half points per game. So people think that they're going to win by more than 11 points in this one. I've heard some people saying that they, they couldn't, couldn't see Duke winning by less than 20 points. So the odds are completely stacked against Syracuse. No pressure on them, by the way, in this game, which is what I love in a sweet 16 matchup a team that's already proven themselves they've won three straight games winning the playing game against arizona i think syracuse this is my upset special i got syracuse 57 duke 54 syracuse keeps it ugly i know they've lost 13 times on the season but hey duke's lost seven times (laughs) i mean that's not too wide of a margin between those two schools right there Syracuse has held every single opponent under 57 points a game. They held Arizona to 56, TCU to 52, and Michigan State to 53. I think they eliminate Marvin Bagley from this game. They, they make it tough on him. I think Grayson Allen pulls the ultimate choke job in this game, and I think it goes right down to the wire with Jim Boeheim making another miracle run where he will fall to Kansas in the Elite Eight. Mr. Allen what's wow, saying on in this whoa, game? Whoa,
1: whoa, whoa. I'm shook up about that one. I... I like Duke. You know the the fact that Duke's playing the, the two three zone a lot itself itself makes me think that they're going to handle Syracuse's two three zone better than the previous opponents because they've practiced against it a lot you know, during training during practices. So and, and there's something about this uh, Duke team. They have a lot of talent, a lot of experience. Wendell Carter, Grayson Allen, Marvin Bagley. That, that's three. Uh, three nba prospects right there i I think they will have enough i think the problem with syracuse is they can't score any points so i'm not no matter how good their defense is they're going to have problems well they
0: scored enough to win their first three games
1: yeah maybe another overrated big 10 team michigan state they beat i i i believe that duke will be just there's too much talent again that you can add gary trent jr into that one and trevon Duval no the syracuse has a no-name team and jim beha has done a great job but i like to win in this one 62 to 55
0: all right you heard it here first sports world mr allen dell picking the upset of the night west virginia over villanova i got syracuse over duke outright in that game Duke favorite again by half points in that one. How about the closest spread of Friday night Sweet 16 matchups, the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Not, not used to seeing this team around this late in the tournament in the post-Bobby Knight era against the Purdue Boilermakers. Another team we're not used to seeing go very far, Matt Painter. A lot of early-round upsets earlier in his career. But this looks like the best Purdue team that Coach Painter has ever had. This also looks like a really good Texas Tech team that that really handled the Florida Gators in their second round matchup. A very, very tough game and a tough win for them. Uh, Purdue's got the question marks at center. Will Isaac Haas come back at some point in this tournament? They, they got the engineering boys and, and girls over at uh, the students over at Purdue trying to put together some custom mechanical brace for him. <laughs> Regardless, they got another seven foot two, seven foot three backup center who held his own against Butler and helped them to that win. Um, I, I think Texas Tech. I, I, I like the conference better, the Big Twelve over the Big Ten. I think they're more battle tested. I think they had a slightly tougher opponent in the second round to prepare them for this game. I think this game is going to be the closest of all the games in the Sweet 16. I got a one-point win for Texas Tech, 71, Purdue 70. Purdue, one-and-a-half-point favorites in this game. What you got?
1: Well, you may not agree with me on one thing. I, I find this to be the most boring game of the Sweet 16. I'm just not interested. Purdue is not going to have Isaac Haas. Again, it's another overrated Big Ten team, slow, lumbering jack players. Texas Tech's a lot better than people give him credit for. Don't, made, don't
0: sleep on Purdue guard Carson Edwards, man. They Purdue's got some good, talented guards on that team.
1: Uh, the Red Raiders have, have, are really strong inside the arc. They're shooting over 50%, which is one of the better percentages. They don't make a lot of threes. But what is what are the Boilermakers going to do? What do they make? And missing their big man who, who has a presence defensively and to a, a point offensively, I just think Texas Tech's going to have enough. They're kind of like the Dark Horse. They're up for a Friday night's game. I like Texas Tech pulling this one out 69-65.
0: I think the Big 12 is shown to be the best conference in this tournament so far. We'll see what happens these next two nights. I don't think Kansas State will get out live, but... As we talked about in our, our final four and upset predictions in our early triple-double podcast earlier this week, like I said, I, I got a, I got a big 12 final four matchup with Kansas versus Texas Tech. I think these are the two best teams in each of their regions. I think Villanova is going to wind up losing to Texas Tech if they don't lose the Huggy Bear and the West Virginia Mountaineers this weekend. But it's going to be some really good games on Saturday and Sunday, our Elite eight matchups. And by the end of this weekend, by Monday's, ncaa insider podcast here on go baller ffs we will have an official final four for the 2018 ncaa men's basketball tournament and anything you want to leave the sports world with before we go into the weekend mr allendale
1: watch out for the mountaineers
0: watch out for sister Jean, baby loyal chicago all the way underdog city we appreciate you tuning in we'll see you next time have a great weekend